Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for years we've been asking the entrepreneurs world one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. We have a great show today. We're meeting with Jeffrey Kretzman, the founder of The Barbecue Cleaner. Today, we're going to be focusing on the pros and cons of being your own boss. And we're going to talk to Jeff about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. franchise that delivers businesses will always need shipping and for more than 25 years loyal customers have depended on unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service unishippers is focused on just one thing helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs and as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed the unishippers franchise offers Low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. 
You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over nine years, we've been asking the franchipreneurs on one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with entrepreneur and the founder of The Barbecue Cleaner, Jeff Kretzman. And today, we're going to be focusing on the pros and cons of being your own boss. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Good, Marty. Thanks for having me. Hope all is well with you. Oh, all is well, Jeff. Thanks. It's, we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Jeff? We're calling from uh, northern New Jersey, about uh, 15 minutes outside of Manhattan, give or take the traffic, of course. Oh, fantastic. And I'm not that far from you, so I can kind of guess what the weather is there today. It's kind of like... You can tell what's coming. <laughs> now as the That's weather has so turned on That is so true. (laughs) You know, when I read about your story, Jeff, I mean, I I was so impressed because, you know, I had a conversation with you before the show and I mentioned to you, you know, that this was just, it was one of those ideas that I said, wow, I wish I thought about that, you know, and about twice a year, we'll have a show that just specifically focuses on entrepreneurship because, you know, a lot of our listeners, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs, you know, they think they want to get into franchising, but, you know, they don't really think about all like, you know, the pros and cons about getting into their own business. And I thought your story was very interesting. I thought, you know, maybe we'll go back to the beginning. You can talk a little bit about your background and let us know how you specifically got into entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I graduated from Boston University in 2002. And uh, when I was there, uh, I had uh, been given a, I read a book called The Cash Flow Quadrant which kind of got me turned on to the whole concept of uh, entrepreneurship. And I kind of knew I wanted to do my own thing. Um, And upon graduation, uh, I decided to not go the entrepreneur route at first and and get a corporate America job. And uh, I I absolutely hated every minute of it. Um, (laughs) And at 23, um, I decided to leave my job uh, with no, nothing, you know, lined up or anything and said, look, if I'm going to do something in my life, now is a wonderful time to do it. I'm not married, yeah. and, I'm a, um, and I've got plenty of time to recover if I do it wrong. So, sure. um, you know, at that point, I, I looked to do my own thing and read about uh, this concept that you just mentioned uh, a minute ago, the barbecue cleaner, uh, right. in an international franchise magazine. Uh, they were doing a very similar concept in the United Kingdom uh, under the brand name Avenue. And right. what we decided to do was do a six-month pilot test here in Bergen County, New Jersey, where we would see if it worked, and if it worked, you know, great, we would obviously continue it. But if it didn't, you know, because it was a pilot test, we didn't have these long-term contractual obligations, if you will. I see. So we could kind of go a different direction if it didn't work. But, you know, really within weeks of running the first ads, uh, you know, now ten and a half years later, it just never stopped. It just continues to grow. So uh, that is definitely um, uh, something we're pretty proud of and a a little into my background, I guess, how how I got started into it. I mean, and the market is huge, isn't it, Jeff? I mean, when you think of, you know, barbecues, you know, I, I mean, it, you know, most people, I imagine, they hate cleaning their barbecues, right? So, I mean, the market's right. got to be huge in the United States. I mean, and, and I guess internationally as well. I mean, it's really an international concept, isn't it? Yeah, and you're right, Marty. I mean, it's no different than, um, you know, nobody likes to cut their grass, but they'll gladly mm-hmm. pay someone to do it for them. Nobody likes in the Northeast where, where you and I are to uh, shovel their driveway. Um, And there's plenty of people that will outsource the work to someone else. Um, And nobody likes to clean their grill. So there's plenty of people that will, you know, pay our nationwide fleet um, to do it for them. 
And the other thing you have to keep in mind nowadays is, you know, a lot of people have grills or outdoor kitchens that are, you know, eight or ten thousand dollars. They're not going to throw it out right. every year. It's got to get cleaned, and uh, we're we're Absolutely. there to do it for them. That's fantastic. What well, you, you know, having someone like yourself on the show, Jeff, it's I mean, it's a good opportunity for me to ask, you know, you know, what are the pros and cons from your experience that you've encountered in being your own boss? Because a lot of the listeners to our show, you know, through through doing market research over this, we find that, you know, a lot of people are really first time they're considering being first time business owners. So they're very trepidatious about like moving forward. So I I mean if you had to give the pros and the cons of, of being your own boss, what would you say? Sure. Um, you know, the pros I think there's a ton of pros. I mean for me on a personal level, um I always look at it and say the greatest thing about what I do is that I set my own hours and the amount of time I get with my kids. I have um, a little personal information. I have a five and three year old, um, you know, so I get to be with them for breakfast every day, drive them to school. That's I'm at great. dance in the afternoon and gymnastics. And, you know, these are things that if I worked in, you know, corporate America, or had a really nine to five job. Um, there's no way in the world I'd ever get to experience these things with my kids. I'm also right. the class. I'm also the class parent in my daughter's kindergarten class. Wow. I go on trips with all the kids. So to me, that's, the, I mean, far and away the number one <laughs> advantage. But right. uh, some of the other ones, yeah. You know, you set your own schedule, um, which I which I always think is great. Um, you know, you get to make the decisions yourself, which can be viewed as a challenge. But, you know, I think a lot of people prefer to have destiny in their own hand and be the one calling the shots. Yeah. Um, and their own business, uh, you know, it's, pretty pretty important that you do that um you know you also set your your own kind of environment and where you work from you know whether you want to have a job where you work from home uh you know so many people nowadays obviously with the power of technology can work from home uh which sure. is really cool and not deal with commuting which you know you and i in the northeast marty would love <laughs> not ever do uh, right with, absolutely with the way traffic is for you and i um oh, so, yeah. you know, and then also, I think controlling your financial future. You know, you if you work a nine to five job, you kind of probably have a situation where you have a steady salary, and you know, th- there's not much out, not much more than that you can do in a year. But when you're your own business, you know, your financial potential is a, is completely different. It's all in your hands, and it's all how you play your cards. And if you play your cards right, you know, you obviously can do very well. Um, so making those decisions are are key. Um, some of the cons, um, you know, you're married to your job. You're, it's not right. a nine-to-five, you yeah. know. Uh, I'm sure you're like me. You're getting stuff as an entrepreneur, Marty, seven days a week. Um, sure. Sometimes two and, and um, you know, you're the head honcho. So if there's a problem, you got to figure out how to fix it. You can't kind of turn it on to a boss at a higher level. You are that person. Um, you know, your your customers are your boss. You know, you've got you've to mm-hmm. be able to... Uh, have the good relationships with all of them. Um, in a lot of cases, if you do, if you know if you don't have investors, as you know, you're spending your own money, which can be frightening to people. Can be a con in the beginning. You know, definitely not a pro. And uh, you earn what you earn. You know, um, right. That can be a con as well. You know, you don't have a steady uh, paycheck that you know you're going to get. You know, eighty thousand dollars a year or one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Sure. You know, you're going to earn what you earn. And, and you've got to go out and account for that money. It's not going to be handed to you. Wow, I love <clears throat> I love that response, Jeff. That for for so many different reasons. One, you know, it's funny. I've I and I haven't released it yet. I've been um, working on a study now for 
you know, you know, I teach for Kaplan University. And so one of the requirements is, you know, you have to get published like every so many years. And, and one of the studies that I'm working on, I'll have to share the findings with it's all done, but it, it's on, it's on franchising and entrepreneurship. And, and one of the, um, the, the biggest reasons that I, I found in the research was that, you know, a lot of people that go into their own business, one of the things that they like most is the decision to make the their their ability to make decisions on their own you know they're and i'm suspecting that a lot of them come from corporate america like you you know they were in corporate america and they didn't like maybe some of those decisions that they they had to make sometimes you know and they like that flexibility as as you mentioned you know um and it seemed like for you you know you and i i think have a lot in common is you know that 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 family denominator you know is that you knew that that was most important to you. You know, I mean, the ability for you to be able to go on those class trips and have breakfast with your kids and, and all those other things. I mean, that's, you know, in addition to the money, you know, that's, that is a nice perk, isn't it? You know, that, that you can do all those things, you know, but um, you know, I, I think that's, that's such a great response is to know, it, it sounds like what you're saying too, is it, it's important to know what your values are, you know, why you want to get into your own business. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think that's it's a very, very good point. I think everybody that gets into entrepreneurship has their own reason for it. Right. And I don't think it's you know, and I don't think it's the same across the board at all. Right. Uh, and I think once you kinda know what it is you're seeking and why you're seeking entrepreneurship, you can kinda try and find the way to fulfill that. Um but yeah, I mean you're right. I mean for me money is, is, is the money is great, but the the real value to me is what I've been getting you know, the time I get and things I get to do with my little kids. Right. Um, that, that's, that's priceless. You know, you can't put a price on that. That's fantastic. You said some other interesting things too, Jeff, you know, as we were talking about the cons, you know, is, is I guess, you know, one of the challenges I think also, and I agree with you, you know, and having, particularly when it's like a, a home base type of business, which I know the barbecue, barbecue cleaner, is it predominantly home based, Jeff, or is it like more an office concept or, you know, how does it, how does it work? No, it's actually home-based, which is great. It is, okay. So, you know, obviously, overhead for people is extremely low. I mean, they're not going out and renting office space or, right. or retail or anything like that. Um, no, it's home-based. That's the beauty of the business, too, isn't it? You know, is, is that, you know, and you know this because, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, is that you can really cut down on that overhead, can't you? You know, it's it's a nice perk, isn't it? Yeah, we always say, you know, there's a lot of reasons we hear from our operators why, you know, they've been as successful as they have. But I always think one of the main reasons is what you just identified, Marty, is that the overhead in this business is extremely low. I yeah. mean, so your margins, your margins at the end of the day are pretty sky high. And uh, that's always been one of the major ingredients for why this has been so successful. Uh, you said something interesting too, Jeff, was the, um, you know, the, you're not really your own boss. Are you? I, 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 you know, one of my very first radio interviews before I, I, you know, got into my own business, I, I, I was talking to a gentleman and, um, you know, I was telling, he asked me, he, this was a long time ago. And, and I said to him, you know, I, I want to get into my own business. I, I want to be my own boss. And, and, and he called me an idiot. And I was like, excuse me, you know, and, and he said, well, you know, your customers, essentially become your own boss, you know? I mean, so if you have 300 customers, you have 300 different bosses, don't you? And, you know, some of them are nice, you know, and some of them are not so nice, you know? But but um, I guess you're never really truly your own boss, are you? No, you're you're right. And, and actually, it's a great point what you just alluded to in that, you know, you've got to be able to deal with all your customers yeah. well, and they're all different. You know, some yeah. of them will be very 
I, I don't want to say easy customers. Some sure. Of the difficult. They, you know, some present present uh, different levels of challenges, and you've got to find ways to overcome them to keep them as your customers, and at the same time keep them happy. So yeah, that's uh, definitely true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's interesting too with the home based business. I, I love the home based business. Um, opportunities, Jeff, you know, but for me, you know, cause I've, I've been working from home now for it's, it's like, Oh, it's just like this 12 years now up to this point. And, you know, it's like you said, I have trouble. My biggest problem is getting away from the office. You know, it's like always in front of me, you know, and I just can't seem to separate myself sometimes from the business. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just a personal thing. I think one is because I, I just enjoy working, you know what I mean? And, and doing what I do, but you know, it, it's, it's, and I'm, and I'm getting a little bit better at it, you know, but it's, it's, it seems like it's sometimes it's that seven day a week because that office is right in front of you. So I, so I tried to get into the habit of, you know, shutting the computer down or just, you know, not going by the office during certain days, you know, have, have you had that experience yourself? Sometimes like trouble getting away from the office. I think technology plays a huge part of that, right? I mean, <laughs> I, always, I, I always, I always joke that I always joke with people that I'm married to two things in my life. One, my wife, Jessica, and the second is my phone. Um, and you never <laughs> get away from your phone. You know, your phone has your work email, your phone has your text clients getting seven days a week. So it is very hard to unplug. I, I have that exact problem. And if you, find a cure for it or you find a medicine that works marty you'll have to let me know <laughs> that's true <laughs> and same to you absolutely you know it, it we we've been doing the show now jeff it's it's going on this is our this will be our 10th year in november of doing the show you know and we've been through um interesting economic times you know of of, of entrepreneurship but i mean if we're, if we're just like focusing on you know the present time period you know 2016 going into 2017 would you say that this is a good time for people to start looking for their own business yeah and i think uh, a lot of the reason for that is what you and i were just joking about is technology right mm-hmm. you know uh, right. in you know right now just a little bit with the barbecue cleaner, you know, there's so many cost-effective ways because of technology that our entrepreneurs across the country are able to market right. their business. So I think technology has opened up a lot of, you know, not only new ways to market and get business, but at a very cost-effective measure uh, compared to probably what it was 20 or 30 years ago when you really had a, a heavy reliance on print, uh, which would right. be a lot more um, expensive. You know, obviously, the other thing now that is very popular and would also back up your claim that it is a good time to start a business is the mobile world. Uh, you know, people developing yeah. apps. Uh, yes. That is certainly something that is going on every day. I feel like if you play around on the iTunes store, or the app store on your phone, you see pretty cool things all the time. Um, and I, I, you know, I, the job market continues to grow in this country, which I also think there is a correlation to being a very good time to start a business in the sense that potential customers have uh, disposable income more now than maybe in the past to spend. So it is. Yeah, I I would agree with you, Marty. I think it's a great time to start a business right now. That's fantastic. From your experience, um, Jeff, I mean, what's the hardest part of starting your own business? We find that, you know, from our listeners, I I, I think a lot of them – 
have a very difficult time getting started. I mean, they're, they're so overwhelmed because there's just, you know, there's, there's so much out there today. You know, there's so many business opportunities. There's so many franchise opportunities. And I think, you know, a lot of our listeners, they just get a little overwhelmed, you know, sometimes in their quest to, you know, start a business. Um, you know, what, what is the hardest part of starting your own business from your experience? You know, I think the hardest thing, and I, you know, we talk with people almost every day around the country that are looking to do it, and they're kind of debating whether they take the plunge into entrepreneurship. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the hardest part is actually taking the plunge and convincing yourself mm-hmm. and taking steps. I feel like so many people have the desire and they know it's what they want to do, but they don't have the self confidence or they don't take that yeah. step or the leap of faith. Um, I actually think that's the hardest thing to do. It doesn't mean that everything else is easy. But I, you know, we talk to plenty of people that we think are great fits for this. And you can tell in the conversations with them that the thing that they struggle with is not, is this what I want to do with my life? It is. That's why we're talking in the first place. Right. But it's actually taking that leap of faith and doing it. I think that's actually the hardest part. Um, To give you a little bit more, a a different answer, which probably Mm -hmm. will be more for your listeners, um, you know, Starting up is always, and this was the same with me 10 years ago, um, the startup phase of your business is always going to be the hardest. I joke right. with people a lot that if you can swim through the waters of your startup period, you'll find that it doesn't mean there will be no waves or currents once you get through it, but it should get a little bit smoother if you can kind of navigate your way through that beginning time. Sure. So, I, you know, taking the leap of faith and then getting through that beginning period and staying focused and coming out of it and as much as you can in one piece, I think it will set yourself up for some possible long-term success. There was a, there was a great art. It's one of the things that caught my attention with you as well, Jeff was, you know, you, I think it was you who wrote the article. Was it taking the leap of faith into owning uh, your own business? You know, we're gonna have to post that up on our our website. But you you spoke about that. You know, you spoke about the importance of confidence. And I like how you just you mentioned doing old fashioned due diligence. I mean, that's really what it's about, isn't it? You know, I mean, it, it's a time consuming process, isn't it? But I think that's probably one of the things that really gives you that confidence is is good old fashioned due diligence. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Completely. And now, speaking of due diligence, I think there's more tools and, and, and methods out there for you to do do that than yeah. ever. Right? If you want to get information on something you're looking at, you could do a com- quick Google search and get a ton of information. You could right. pick up the phone and email people doing that business. You could contact them via phone. Yeah. There, are so many, there are so many various ways that you can do solid, constructive due diligence that in turn should make you feel comfortable taking that leap of faith if that is what the next step is going to be. I right. You are 100% right about that, Marty. And we encourage all of our prospective operators, if, if you will, all the time to do due diligence. Do it on us. What right. we want to do, our goal with, with our um, prospects, if you will, and, and we say this to them almost all, you know, every day, is to give you as much information as you need so you can make the decision that's best for you. Um, We're a big believer in that mindset as well, that the more information we can give you, the the more confident you're going to be in doing whatever next step is is what you want to do. That's terrific. You know, the barbecue cleaner has made it 
easier for people to get into their own business, Jeff, because what you have at the barbecue cleaner is, is a system, right? You know, and one of the guests that we've had on the show, I think it's two or three times up to this point. I don't know if you've ever read um, Michael Gerber's books, but um, you know, he talks about the importance of having a system. So you have pretty much done most of the homework for people who would like to get into your opportunity, haven't you? You know, they don't have to rethink the wheel. And that's the whole beauty of it. It's really one of the reasons why we created the show was, you know, being a big believer in, in systems that you don't have to make the same mistakes that maybe you made in the beginning, you know, and, and you can also duplicate the same successes that you've had as well. And it makes it much easier to get into business, doesn't it, by having a system? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we, we use the word around here all the time, turnkey is the mm-hmm. word that we like to use, in that everything that you need to get started for your business, you get from us. So it's not just the tangible things like the equipment, which, of course, you need, but it's a lot of the back-end stuff as well. It's the marketing. It's the advertising. It's the sales tools. Uh, you know, how you go out and you get customers. How do you build the website? So, yeah, right. you know, if you have the opportunity to get involved with any franchise, really, that you feel does a really good job at, at preventing you from having to reinvent reinventing the wheel, it's probably a good fit. You know, there's a lot of things there that's good. Um, you don't want to go out and try and figure out everything. If someone's already done it for you and is allowing you the opportunity to replicate that success in your own market, um, you know, that's the name of the game. That's a wonderful thing for someone to pursue. That's fantastic. In, in your own business, um, Jeff, I mean, what are some of the things you feel that you've done right that can be applied to someone else looking to start a business? Oof, good question, Marty. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I think we've done right is, you know, we have a business here where we have a lot of repeat clients. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not a one-time, you get a customer, and you, that's not a customer you'll ever, that will use your service again. Maybe right. like a, you know, comes to mind as a realtor, right? I, we bought right. a house a couple of years ago, my wife and I, but I'm hoping we're not looking to buy another house for 30 years. So, <laughs> um, so you know, what we've done is, you know, we have a model here where people are residual income. You know, they're using right. your service over and over again. Um, I also am partial. I love the service business because I think people are always going to pay for service businesses. Uh, people are lazy. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot yeah. of money in this world that will spend money. Sure. So I like the fact that we built um, something where you have the repeat clients in a, in a kind of industry that uh, is is growing and will always be there. Uh, the other thing that I think we've done right is we've really given our operators everything that they need to succeed. I mean, they they, they literally have taken the blueprint that we give them executed it in their local markets and have had success. And I think that's probably one of the more, um, well, I should say, one of the things I'm most proud of is how we see that, you know, kind of rolled out all the time every year, where people take the blueprint, they execute it, they use the support right. that we have, and kind of go, and the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, the re- the repeat business was something that really, um, you know, caught my eye, you know, when I was studying um uh, the barbecue uh, cleaner model, Jeff, you know, I think that's fantastic. And, you know, those repeat customers, I'm sure they become testimonials for you as well. Don't they? I mean, or referrals, you know, and it, it, it kind of just really explodes from there, doesn't it? 
Yeah, and referrals, it's a great way. Testimonials and referrals are a great way as well to, to grow your business by using the power of your customer. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have customers now that use our service um, or use our operator service multiple times a year. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's very, very powerful. And people are funny like that too, aren't they, Jeff? Like, you know, they see the barbecue cleaner, you know, in, in front of their neighbor's house and they say, hmm, what's that? You know, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, 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 it's, it's probably, you know, the, the neighbors get involved in it, you know, and the whole thing like that, you know, and it just kind of like, you know, grows from there. And, and then, you know, so there were so many things about your business model that I was just, you know, so impressed with, you know, so I, I, I think it's fantastic. I'm sure over the years too, you know, that, that you've been able to, um, you, you know, a lot of your operators have shared their best practices as well, you know, which I'm sure adds to the business as well as time goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And we, we take that information here. You know, that's very valuable when we get that feedback from our operators and we yeah. take the knowledge that they give us or something that they did that works and we pass it on to the other 148 people around the country um, to kind of keep, keep everybody growing their business um, as well. So, yeah. Very, very, very good information when we get that from our operators. That's fantastic. And you, what and other, you know, Marty, Marty, one thing yeah. you just said, I just thought of a phone call I got on Friday. We had a yeah. guy on the West Coast that I was talking with on Friday, and he had been saying that, uh, you know, he was doing a grill, I think it was middle of last week, and three of the neighbors had walked by when he was outside. And he said he had planned to be on that street for two hours, and he ended up doing those next three grills that day. So he was there for about nine hours. Exactly what you just said. Just happened last week with one of our guys on the West Coast. I imagine that's a a common scenario, you know, for you know, for for the barbecue cleaner, you know. So it's it just, you know, again, as I was studying the model, I said, wow, I said this just makes so much sense. And then those customers become repeat customers, you know. You look at the the lifetime worth of 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 a customer. You know, we were talking about this in my marketing class last Thursday. You know, is is to you know, you don't look at that one transaction. You look at the lifetime worth of that customer, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's really fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. That's great. So what other advice, Jeff, would you give to, you know, our listeners, um, you know, they're, they're looking at being their own boss. I mean, where do you, where do you recommend they start? Sure. You know, uh, the internet, you know, due diligence, the internet mm-hmm. is a wonderful source to get information right. on what biz- all the different businesses that are out there, you know, it certainly would allow them to identify the right business for them. I think one of the things that we talked about earlier is important, you know, understanding what, what it is about entrepreneurship that is attractive to you and trying right. to find an opportunity that meets that and gives you the opportunity to fulfill that desire, that whatever that specific desire you're looking for is. Um, you know, knowing your target audience, which also can be done through doing research, um, you know, you could do a lot of due diligence now before even spending a penny, which I think is great. You know, there's free, right. there's free, uh, there's free uh, research out there. Um, you know, build a support network. I'm a big fan of things like the SBA, the Small Business Administration. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of guys, guys and girls uh, get started with us that have gone through the SBA. They're a great right. resource for them. Um, and then the last thing I would say, you know, try to find something you're passionate about. Your yeah. passion will come through to your customers. If you show up and you're just not into it, they're going to feed off of that and know that. Of course. Uh, but it, it And it's a lot more fun. Like you, like you said earlier, you love what you do. I love what I do. I mean, you and I are yeah. both passionate Hell. about it. And yeah. uh, I, I wake up every day and I like what I do. You know, Monday mornings are never a bad thing to me. 
I'm not. Wow. I don't ever have the Monday morning blues like I used to have when I worked for you know nine five job. Monday mornings come around and I'm excited yeah. to get going. Uh, I think you and I are kindred spirits. I've had, you know, the, I, and that's the analogy I use too, Jeff. He's, you know, I ask people, I say, you know, how do you feel on a Monday morning or, or a Sunday night, even worse? You know, it's when I worked, um, you know, uh, I was working for a Madison Avenue firm and, and Sunday night would come and I I'd literally feel sick to my stomach. I say, oh my God, I can't do this five days. You know, it was just, you know, it was doing well financially, but I just, I was missing something in my life. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I think I had to figure out what it was that I actually wanted, you know? So I, I think that's a, that's a great way of looking at it is, you know, how do you feel on Monday? Your Mondays sound like they're just as good as your Fridays. You know, not everybody can say that, can they? Yeah. I used to joke that I had Sunday night depression when I, you know, years ago when I worked for the company, <laughs> yeah. it was like, you know, someone just punched me in the stomach every Sunday exactly. night. Cause I knew, I knew what the next five days were going to be like, but I don't, we don't right. have that anymore, which is great. Can't be, you can't put a price on that. That's fantastic. So what's the future look like then, uh, Jeff, for the barbecue cleaner? I mean, where do you see, you know, the company maybe um, three to five years down the road? You know, right now our goals are pretty much to keep growing the business across the country, giving people the opportunity to, you know, live their, you know, dream of owning their own business, Um, you know, continuing to grow the business. We've had another stellar year here in 2016. We seem to just keep growing and growing. You know, we have some uh, news coming up in the next couple of months, which people should stay tuned for, which is going to be very exciting and will help us continue to grow. Um, and then the other thing, you know, we continue to support our nationwide fleet. I mean, we are very active in staying in touch with them and kind of getting um, their feedback on what's going on, what's working, what's right. not working, um, and, you know, tra- you know, translating that message across across the fleet as well. So, you know, we just keep growing and keep giving people the opportunity to, uh, you know, live their dream of running their own business through the barbecue cleaner. We've had plenty of success stories, and we're excited to keep continuing to add them up. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Jeff, for our listeners to get more information on the barbecue cleaner? Should should they go to the website? And what's the website address, actually, if you can give that? That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. They could do one of two things. They could go to the website, which has a lot of information on it, and it's very simple. It's www.thebbqcleaner.com. So that's www.thebbqcleaner.com, all one word. Or they can give us a call um, at 888-296-8368. What we do, Marty, that is very helpful uh, is we do free 15-minute consultations with people all the time where we kind of sit down, we kind of listen to their background, we kind of see what it is they're looking to do, we look at their demographic as well, and we work together to determine if this is a good fit for them. So they should definitely take advantage of their free 15-minute consultation. That's fantastic. I want to thank you for coming on the show, Jeff. I love these conversations. This is, you know, the joy of me and, and doing the show is, you know, talking to someone like yourself, especially when someone's from New Jersey, because I was pretty much born and bred in New Jersey. So uh, it's always nice to talk to someone right over the river. <laughs> well, I got it. And uh, also congratulations to you, Marty, on 10 years of franchise interviews coming up next month. So uh, oh, congratulations thank you so much. on your yeah, anniversary. Thanks, Jeff. It's, it's amazing. The time goes by so fast, doesn't it, Jeff? I mean, it's just uh, it, it, it's amazing. As you said, you know, when you enjoy what you do, you know, a decade can go by rather quickly, can't it? Yes, it can. Well, congratulations. You have a uh, great, great program over there, and we love it. So hopefully years of continued success to you. Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. Well, that, that was a great recording, Jeff. That's where, that's where I'll, I'll end it. 
Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Today's Great Quote in Franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems, which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, which podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews a very long time now, and during the years we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear from Warren Gresham, and Warren has appeared on our show or our podcast three times up to this point. And he's in the Hall of Fame of Speakers, and he gives some really great advice to aspiring entrepreneurs before they start their business. Listen to what Warren said. Yeah, uh, Warren, uh, one, one of the areas you address when talking about entrepreneurship is the importance of disability insurance, uh, health savings accounts, and health insurance. Uh, I know my father-in-law was in the, uh, had his own um, insurance business in New York City, and, um, and he always talked about the importance of disability insurance. So maybe talk about those couple things a little bit for uh, entrepreneurship. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the thing about disability insurance, a couple of things about it. First, it's a must. It must if you're going to own your own business. Remember, one, one of the big problems with owning your own business as opposed to working for a company is that you don't have a safety net. You know, when you work for somebody else, when you, especially when you work for a large company, they're going to supply you with health insurance. They're going to supply you with disability policy. They're also probably going to supply you with a small life insurance policy. But the second you leave that company, all that stuff is gone. And you're really going to need that disability insurance. And God forbid something happens to you and you're unable to work. Essentially, you're out of business. Well, disability insurance is going to give you an income. Now, remember something about disability insurance. Here's the important thing to remember. You cannot get disability insurance if you do not already have an income. And if you're first starting your own business, you're not going to have an income. So what I did was I knew I was going to go into my own business. So while I was working for somebody else and was making an income, I started buying disability insurance. 
Right. So while you're working, you must, you know, the whole thing about starting a business, if you're not planning ahead before you get into that business, don't go into business. You know, that's why I saved my money. That's why I bought disability insurance. I had disability insurance when I went into business because I knew once I started for the first few years, I wasn't going to be able to buy any more because I didn't have an income. I wasn't paying myself. Right, right, right. Now, so, so when you're working, buy as much as you If you know you're going to go into your own business, if you have any desire or plans to do it, buy as much as you can. You know, insurance companies will only give you as much as your income allows. You know, you can't buy as much as you want. They, they judge it according to the amount of income you have coming in. Now, once my speaking business started to take off, and my, every time my income rose, I bought more disability insurance. Right. I got a ton of disability insurance. God forbid anything ever happens to me, I've got a nice income coming in every single month. Now, once I hit 65, uh, I'm not going to need it anymore. Uh, and they're not going to give it to me anymore either. Uh, the other thing about health savings accounts, you know, as a small business owner, uh, you, you're going to get really destroyed by health insurance. The premiums are, are, are monstrous. The right. costs are ridiculous. But you've got to have it. You can't afford to get sick. And you can't afford to let hospital and doctor bills put you out of business. Right. For, right. for years, I had uh, health accounts, uh, health insurance that were killing me. But, you know, when the health savings accounts came out, I realized and I went to somebody, you know, I always had a good insurance agent. That's another thing. You know, there's a lot of things you should skimp on as a small business owner. Watch your pennies. Watch your, watch your overhead. You know, things like long-distance telephones, you know, cell phone, plan, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, overhead, watch it. But the one thing you don't want to skimp on is expert advice. You've got to have a good lawyer, a good accountant, and a good insurance agent. You know, those people... Don't worry about paying them. You, you know, if you're going to don't say don't look to skimp on an accountant, a lawyer, or an insurance agent because you're going to end up with a crummy one, and a crummy one is going to cost you more than what you're paying out. So get good people. I have a great agent, and and he advised me on the health savings accounts. Found me someone to work with, and now I have a health savings account for my business. You know, it's a low premium, high deductible plan with great tax deductibility in it. It's the greatest tool for a very small business. And I'm a big believer in that. You should also have life insurance. You know, when you're in your own business, you want to protect your family, you need life insurance. But I cannot emphasize enough planning ahead and buying disability while you're still working and making a good income before you start your business. Because then at least you're giving yourself some sort of safety net. Don't allow catastrophic things beyond your control to put you out of business. Right. Such an important uh, point you bring up, especially something like disability insurance. No one's going to think of that. You know, no one thinks of themselves as getting sick. Everyone's trying to stay positive, starting a new business. But you, I agree. you know, got to set yourself up across the board, starting a business. Just not things like this. Putting together a business plan and sure. ca- calculating how long you can go. Uh, you know, before you make a salary. And, and, and I'll tell you something: you're more likely to get hurt than you are to die. Sure. Right. So disability insurance is very important. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, that's what my father-in-law told me. It's it's. it's just as important, if not more, than having life insurance. Absolutely, and I have both. I, I mean, I've, I spend a big part. I spend a lot of overhead every year on insurance: life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, health insurance, uh, li- liability insurance. I, the, I, I am insured up the gazoo. It's expensive, but you have to have it. Right. Uh, Warren, the next question is: What, what advice do you give to an aspiring entrepreneur? Uh, who doesn't have a background in sales? Uh, you know, someone who's get one. not as good as get one. and I. Get one. Get all right. one. All right? I don't care if you don't have a background in sales. No one believes in you, your products, your services, and what you do more than you do. Right. I agree. 
you know, everybody wants to hire someone to sell for them. Well, let me tell you something. If you're starting out a new business, I don't care how good the salesperson you hire is, they're not going to do much business. And if they're not going to do much business, they're not going to make any money. If they're not going to make any money, they're going to leave you. Right, you're going to quit. You're, you're the head of sales and marketing. Be the head of sales and marketing. If you don't know how to sell, learn how to sell. Buy the books, go to seminars, listen to podcasts, listen to audio, uh, you know, listen to CDs, uh, watch DVDs, whatever it is. Get all the sales information you can and put it into practice. Become an expert in sales. Because, you know, no one can sell who you are and what you do better than you can because no one believes in who you are and what you do more than you do. And I'll tell you what, you really think in your first couple of years in business you're going to get a salesperson who's going to really believe in who you are and what you do? I don't think so. So learn how to sell. And even when you get to the point where you can afford to hire salespeople who can do a good job for you... If you'd like to hear that whole show with Warren Gresham, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews listed alphabetically page, go to Warren Gresham, and you'll find three different sets of interviews uh, we did with Warren over the years. And again, he's just a fantastic interviewee. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. We never thought that when we released the Great Quotes and Franchising podcast, it would become almost just as big as our regular podcast. So we want to thank everyone for that. And keep listening to the show, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.